Welcome to Spiritual Psychology. My name is Renee Lavalley McKenna, and I bring my 30 plus years as a recovering addict and ex crazy person turned therapist and shamanic healer to bring you snackable teachings on spirituality, psychology, and all things personal growth. And today I want to talk about spirit release. And spirit release is a very wide and fascinating area, which encompasses a number of topics, including energetic interference psychic attack, spirit attachment, possession, haunting, and power exchange, just to name a few. And the spirit release I'm going to talk about today and the spirit attachment experiences that I'm going to describe is about helping lost or disembodied souls who have, for a variety of reasons, become caught or trapped in the middle world or attached themselves knowingly or unknowingly to another person. And the work that can be done by an experienced practitioner is to help those souls move to the next place for their own evolution and highest good. And this is profoundly sacred and transformative work for everyone involved. The portal of death, just like the portal of birth, are probably the most powerful experiences that we have in our human incarnation. And just like there can be a lot of different issues in a birth, Each death is its own unique experience and configuration for the dying. And the only thing we all have in common as humans after we are born is that we will die. And Western culture tends to have a very immature and fearful relationship with death, even a denial of death, which is extremely unhealthy and causes a lot of problems. And one of the issues that's happening in our evolution of consciousness moving from organized religion into more mystical, individual, personal practices of spirituality is the loss of some of the ancient traditions and rituals around death that are incredibly important for the transition of the soul and for the healing and management of the loss and grief of the living. And the escorting of souls, also known as psychopomp, is a very ancient and, again, compassionate practice. Just as we have the capacity to help the sick and dying, we have the capacity to help the dead as well. And I have another podcast on working with the dead number 97. If you want to learn more about my perspective on this very broad topic, but a well done funeral and wake is a psychopomp practice. Helps the living to let go, tell the soul or spirit of the deceased that it's okay to move on, to bless them, to call in guides, teachers, angels, ancestors, wise beings, and religious figures to help escort them as they transition from physical to metaphysical reality. And there's a great mystery to this work, and it isn't anything that I believed in before I experienced it myself. And I've had multiple experiences, as many people have, of feeling a visitation or the presence of a person or a pet who has died. And ancestor worship, working with the benevolent souls of those who have cared for us, is one of the oldest spiritual practices known to man. And many of my clients work with ancestors. The energy of deceased loved ones is really helpful spirit guides in both human and animal form. For many people, their first or maybe even their only experience of unconditional love is with a pet or a grandmother or a wise and loving teacher. And those relationships are a portal of light. We're each a little aspect of divinity 
And we could understand that the loving relationships in our life are emanations of divine love coming to us directly. And we can trust how it feels. My dear friend Ellen feels the almost constant presence of her deceased mother is a source of strength, wisdom, guidance, and courage. It's a very positive experience. My client William has his primary spiritual connection as Blackie, the dog he loved and bonded with in childhood. And Blackie is a source, again, of real grounding connection, peace, and presence for William. And so just like when we're living, there's a range of consciousness and experiences in the relationships that we have, and the same seems to be true in the realm of the dead. So just like in life, there can be people who are helpful, trustworthy companions on our path, many who are out to lunch or unavailable, and others who might actually harm us from their own ignorance and fear. And just like it's important for us to learn how to navigate this variety of human experiences in ordinary reality, we can learn how to navigate the variety of levels of consciousness in the spirit world as well. And if we have good boundaries and continue to do our own inner work, we can do this fearlessly, lovingly, and from a place of kindness, respect, and compassion. And I've had some pretty profound experiences with spirit release. And one of the most dramatic was a young woman booked a session desperate to heal her panic attacks. And she'd had this growing, progressing anxiety over the course of almost a year that had ultimately forced her to take a medical leave from work. She'd tried all kinds of really heavy medications that she didn't like. And she was desperately trying alternative modalities to find a cure because she'd gone from mild anxiety into chronic anxiety and ultimately panic attacks, which left her almost housebound. And we did some basic history, and although her parents had been divorced, she was basically a healthy, beautiful young woman. And we went into the feeling of anxiety in her body, and I asked her the first time she felt this particular feeling, and she said, oh, that's easy. She and some of her friends had gone to Fleet Week in San Francisco, which is this giant air show over the San Francisco Bay. And the show was over, and they were returning, walking up Fillmore Street, it was a beautiful day, and tons of people gather and have Fleet Week parties to watch the air show on the many flat roofs in the Marina District of San Francisco. And these girls had had a few beers, a really nice afternoon, and they were just leisurely walking back to take the 22 bus, and bam, a man fell from a roof just in front of them and landed on the sidewalk practically at their feet. It was the most traumatic and horrifying experience the girl could have imagined. He was instantly dead. He had accidentally stepped off of the roof, and his friends came streaming down. Of course, everyone's hysterical. The ambulance, the police come. Lots of hugging and crying among everyone who was present. But ultimately, the body was removed, and everyone gradually dispersed. And although she was shaken up, she took a couple days off of work, she didn't know this man, and she expected to return to life as normal. But since that moment that the man hit the sidewalk in front of them, she had this feeling of unease and anxiety that wouldn't go away. And in fact, it was growing. And over the next few weeks, her distress became more and more acute. And one day in the supermarket, she had a panic attack. She had never had that before. Her palms started sweating, her heart racing. She had to leave the cart and go back to her car to calm herself down. 
and the panic attacks started to happen more and more frequently. None of the treatments seemed to be doing anything except some of the really heavy medications they gave her, which rendered her almost unfunctioning. So it was obvious that her panic and anxiety was somehow linked to witnessing the traumatic death of this man. But so what? Knowing that didn't change anything for her. Because humans are a complex interplay of multiple systems. Just like in our body, we have a skeletal system, a muscular system, a pulmonary and a nervous system. And that's just the physical perspective. Because we're physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, energetic, social, sexual, creative. The complexity of human life is exponential. And certainly our intellect has many helpful functions in our life. But when there's dysfunction happening, we need to know which system to look at. And although all the systems are interdependent, if I have a broken bone, it's certainly helpful to eat right, but focusing on my digestion, particularly if it's a compound fracture that needs to be reset, I can eat all the healthy food I want until that bone has been straightened out, I'm going to have a problem. And there's some ignorance around Western medicine and Western psychology of an overfocus on the intellect as the source for change and healing. Because there's all these other systems which may be creating the problem. And Western medicine doesn't even entertain the idea of energetic or spiritual problems. If you ask for a spirit release from a cognitive behavioral therapist or your Western medical doctor, they might want to write you a referral to the psychiatrist. So when I work with people, I almost always start with the body because the body holds tremendous wisdom and almost always tells the truth. And I never know where we're going in this work. So I asked her where she experiences the anxiety or panic in her body. And it was in her chest and belly. And we just dropped a little bit deeper into those sensations. And I suggested to her psyche that we're seeking the origin or the genesis of this panic. And I told her it doesn't need to make any sense. And she said, this is weird, but I see this kind of gray, foggy place and there's a bridge. And so we walked over the bridge and ahead of her was a man. And he was sitting down, but he was kind of agitated and confused. And as we approached, she said, oh my God, it's the man who fell off the building. And we asked him if he knew where he was. And he shook his head. And very gently, we told him, you fell off of a building and you died. And he got really upset. And when he calmed down a little bit, we told him, and somehow you came to be attached to this young woman, and it's really harming her. And he looked surprised and confused. And I asked my client if she could sense or feel or imagine a portal of light in this purgatory-like place. And she could. And I had her direct the man to become aware of that portal of light, and he visibly calmed down. And we told him, we were very sorry that this terrible accident had happened, but that he needed to move on to the next place. And he nodded. And we told him he didn't need to travel alone, that there were guides, teachers, and light beings that could help him. And when we looked into the portal of light, you could see loving and compassionate light beings waiting for him. And I asked if there was anything that wanted to be done or communicated between him and my client. And he stammered, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And my client, tears streaming down her face, said, it's okay. And we encouraged him to move into the light, which he did, and seemed to be immediately welcomed and surrounded by these other light forms. He dissolved into light, 
and the portal faded away. And I encouraged my client to come back over that bridge and back into ordinary reality, and back into her body. And she looked at me stunned as she opened her eyes and said, what the fuck was that? And I told her that was a spirit release. And apparently when that man fell from the building in front of you and left his body, he unknowingly attached himself to you rather than moving into the light. And I told her there's a lot of different ways to understand this. That's just my perspective. Do with it what you will. And she left my office, and I didn't hear from her again until about a year later. She called me for a relationship issue she was having with a boyfriend. And I said, how's your panic and anxiety? And she said, I haven't had a panic attack since we met that day. And spirit release can be complicated, and certainly not everyone who has anxiety and panic attacks has spirit attachment, but it is not uncommon for it to be an aspect of depression. Spirit release offers a very interesting possibility or perspective on disassociative identity disorder, what used to be called multiple personality disorder, and in my experience, can be a factor in many physical illnesses as well. One of my mentees' fathers committed suicide, and for years after his death, she didn't feel like herself. She really struggled with depression and had this really clear sense there was something else going on but didn't know what it was. And over a course of what turned out to be years, she did a series of work with her father's spirit that was attached to her. And there was tremendous growth and healing in that healthy separation between them. And when his spirit was finally and fully released, she felt completely different energetically. And because I have the great privilege of working with another member of their family who was also related to the dead father, I had the opportunity through working with that other relative, of interacting with the father's highest self directly. And I experienced him as an etheric light being filled with love and compassion. And I am quite certain that the inner work that my mentee did with him was as beneficial for the soul of her father as it was for her. And it must be said that I never work with clients or in the spirit realm without being completely merged and grounded with higher consciousness and my own guides and teachers. I do not escort souls. I am not the doorway through which they pass, but I can act as a ground for that higher consciousness that has the wisdom and knowledge and ability to do the escorting. So I discourage you from going out trying to find dead people to help without the proper training. But if you're interested in learning more about psychopomp work and spirit release, I am happy to teach and train you in this sacred work. And if you feel like you may have spirit attachment, myself and my mentees are here to help you. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this podcast, you might share it with a friend or drop me five stars on Spotify or a good review on iTunes. I'm doing weekly lives on Insight Timer the next few Wednesdays, noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern. I'll be doing Transforming Trauma on January 11th, followed by Balancing Inner Masculine and Feminine, January 18th. And I'll be doing a deeply healing and compassionate workshop on healing abortion on Wednesday, January 25th. And healing abortion has its own aspect of working with the dead. And if you have had an abortion and have unresolved issues around it, I encourage you to attend. Again, those workshops are on Insight Timer the next few Wednesdays, noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. GMT. If you'd like a free download of the first chapters of my book, 
There's a link in the show notes. Deep gratitude to my supporters on Patreon and through this podcast. Blessings on your path. Until we meet again, this is Renee LaValle McKenna for Spiritual Psychology.